I certainly didn't see myself in any way as a writer at that time. I just thought I was, you know, I'm just a regular woman living my life and writing some stuff down along the way. Here at Hope Writers, we help you write meaningful words in the midst of your meaningful life. But what do you do when you feel like you don't have much to say? Where can you find motivation to write when your world feels ordinary and humdrum, not the stuff of exciting prose? If you've wondered how you can write a compelling story and keep at it, this episode will really help you out. Hi, I'm Clarissa Mall, and welcome to The Writerly Life, brought to you by Hope Writers, the most encouraging place on the internet for writers to make progress. Here at The Writerly Life, we help you expand your creativity, explore new techniques, and express your hope-filled words in a world that needs them. We'll help you learn to balance the art of writing with the business of publishing, and learn to hustle without losing heart. You have words, and your words matter. And as you write them, you can be you, boldly, bravely, maybe even a little scared sometimes. You can be you in your writing life. Welcome to the show, friends. Lean in, grab a pen, let's chat. Some writers tell dramatic stories of transformation or heartbreaking stories of loss. But what do you do when your everyday life is mostly dusting and dishes? Where can you find compelling content in your day job at the office, in the classroom, or at home with your kids? Regardless of where you spend your nine to five, your writing life grows as you invest yourself daily in telling the stories that surround you. You can reach your reader with your message as you set attainable writing goals knowing that your dedication to the task will produce results. Our guest on the show today is author Shannon Martin. Shannon knows all about the power of storytelling and how life's ordinary moments can transform into liberating narratives that reach a reader's heart. Shannon and her family left the country life for an urban neighborhood, and she's a big believer in letting your life guide your writing. Lean in as Shannon tells us more in this Hope Writers Tuesday teaching with host Anna Franks. There have been a lot of different phases to to my writing story, and I think all of them matter and all of them count. And I look back now and I can I can say with absolute certainty, those 10 years that I was publishing on my blog, you know, my little blog spot blog, all the hours that I put into that. And I used to I used to blog a lot, like almost every day. Yeah, I was I was practicing my craft, and I didn't think of it in that way because I had no idea what was coming for me, or you know where I might be headed, or the things that I might do. But all of those hours and all of that practice counted, and it just made me a stronger writer over time. And you know, I of course we always we hope that we're going to continue to grow in our craft. So I don't think it's ever a place that we arrive at. I think it's just that. It's putting in that work and, you know, confronting ourselves through that work. I lean heavily on story. And that's been one of the interesting challenges for me in this book is my first two books were, especially my last book, The Ministry of Ordinary Places, was really wildly story driven. Um, I, I write in story. I learn from story. I think I think storytelling has so much power and it has so much power in connecting us 
and uniting us and bringing us together, which we desperately need right now. Mm-hmm. But this this writing is still going to very much lean on story, but it's a little bit it's 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 a little um, different version of that. And so that's been it's been just finding kind of a different rhythm for the writing. But I just don't know. I don't honestly know that I could do any writing right now or do it well without without bringing in some some personal story. That's where we gain empathy. That's where we do see ourselves. I mean, in almost any that's that's why we we need to be reading and some of us writing fiction. You know, it doesn't necessarily even have to be um you know, this is what's happening in my in my life right now. But to be able to to kind of peel back the the protective layer that we wear and and see into these different lives and these different stories. And you know, I I posted something on Instagram months and months ago, but just I I trust people better when I know they are reading fiction. <laughs> that might be a wild thing to say, <laughs> but I I'm just drawn to to anybody who has an interest in learning about somebody else's life and learning about the world and particularly in, in learning about a world that is different from my own or your own. Um, so I think, I think when we can do storytelling, well, we find ourselves somewhere in that story. You know, we might not be the, the main character of the story. We might, our lives might just look so different, but to be able to, to relate in some way, that is what makes us more empathetic. And, and as we become more empathetic, we become, um, you know, we become more resilient and we become better at, at fighting the right fights, you know, standing up for people who, who need support. Um, we just, we, we, come closer together, the more empathetic we become. And I just, I think story is, is the story is like the road for me. So tell us, Shannon, how can we work on our craft? Because one of the things you just mentioned in emphasizing story is reading and and writing fiction. So that sounds like one piece of advice you'd probably give us if we want to improve our craft is to be doing that, right? Yeah, yeah. What are some other things that we can be doing to improve our craft? What are some things that that you've done to improve your craft? I mean, you've been writing for um, more than a decade now. I mean, 10 years on your blog and uh, two books published, one in the works and another one in a deal. So what are some things that you've done to improve your craft along the way? Yeah, I read every day. And I know it's, it's a thing that that can be a struggle to find time for. I just can't, at this point, I've created a monster and the monster cannot sleep unless she has has read for a good stretch of time. I choose reading over sleep every single night of my life to my own detriment. Um, I just, well, it's it serving is, all of us well, Shannon. So <laughs> thank you for sacrificing your sleep. <laughs> it's so necessary. It is so, so necessary to be reading widely. And I, you know, I bounce around. I read a lot of nonfiction. I read, I have to work a little harder sometimes to read fiction, but I'm always so grateful when I do. 
it feels a little like I can kind of, to a certain extent, pass off nonfiction reading as like, it kind of counts as work. You know, <laughs> like it, it, I feel like, eh, you know, I need to be learning and I, I love approaching life as a learner and I love learning through reading. But I think it is, I think learning through fiction is, is, is slightly, slightly different thing, but I think it's just as important. So reading every day as much as possible and not just, I mean, this is going to be the next thing I'll say about that reading perspectives that are different from my own. So for me, I discovered a couple of years ago that I was, you know, almost everything I was reading was written by a white woman, mm. uh, you know, kind of a white middle to upper class woman yeah. um, from, from, kind of the suburbs or the, you know, small town kind of life. I mean, I just, I came to understand that I was missing out because I was just reading things that felt familiar mm -hmm. and, and it's fine to connect with familiar, but we cannot, we cannot just land there. We can't live and exist there. So I made up my mission. I put up a different, I taped a different piece of paper to my wall that year. And I started writing down every book and author that I read because I wanted to see that visual of it was accountability for me and making sure that I was reading more white, more widely. Um, I so that. I said a lot of words about reading. The other thing I would say is just nurturing the thing that, that, that I value so much and that I rely on so much in my writing is nurturing curiosity and creativity in other ways. Um, not getting, you know, not existing exclusively in my head, hmm. which I am an introverted person. I really like quiet. I do a lot of thinking and then, you know, thinking about my thinking and all those things. But I, it, that, that for me would not yield a very beautiful book. <laughs> you know, nobody wants a whole book of just what's going on in my head. So I, I love to cook. I actually, work part-time as a cook at a soup kitchen in town that work which at, which in some ways felt like you know working two days a week outside my home is a new thing for me i've never written a book while also doing that i've been mostly kind of stay-at-home mom and working from home and that kind of thing and i remember thinking i don't know if i can am i going to be able to to do this especially doing book writing while now instead of having five days to write i've got three days to write it, it actually feeds the writing, you know, it, it, it doing work with my body, getting outside of my head, getting outside of my house. It makes me more curious person. It makes me, you know, I'm exercising different facets of my own creativity. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big, big, huge fan. And I write about this all the time and I will continue to, you'll see this in my next book. It'll pop up again as well but staying curious about the physical world, paying attention to the sky and the trees. And, you know, for me, that is such a source of creative life. And I, I just, I feel like most of us would benefit from more of that. I really appreciate how Shannon invites her everyday life to inform her writing life. She doesn't see a conflict between the two. Through reading and practicing curiosity, Shannon can always find new stories to tell. Even when she's not sure where the story will head, Shannon commits to being present in her ordinary life and setting writing goals she can achieve. Goal-setting guru Laura Casey 
recently joined Hope Writers to offer words of wisdom for the writer with big dreams and a fuzzy idea of how to make them happen. Laura is both a writer and an expert in grace-filled goal setting of all kinds. So we asked her, how can we apply her techniques to our writing life? Laura shared these key tools that we can stick in our toolbox and use to structure our writing goals in a way that's both productive and kind to ourselves. Number one, believe in the power of little by little progress. When she set out to write her first book, Laura planned to write as much as one chapter a day, but she soon realized this goal wasn't realistic for her writing habits. Instead, she decided to embrace the power of little by little progress and adjusted her daily word count accordingly. When you sit down at your desk and think about the work you're about to do, lofty goals can leave you overwhelmed. If you adjust your expectations and decide to make small but consistent progress, you will reach your goals. Setting attainable goals helps avoid overwhelm. And over time, those little pieces of imperfect progress really do add up. Number two, practice intentional forethought. Intentional forethought is just a fancy term for planning. Plan your writing days. Plan your 15-minute chunks of writing time on non-writing days. Plan your research days, your editing days, your meals, your laundry days. Live with intention and purpose in both your writing life and your everyday life. Laura recommends trying block scheduling, which means you devote blocks of time to specific projects without allowing other tasks to intrude on that dedicated time. She recommends a do not disturb schedule for blocks of work that require deep, uninterrupted thought. When you practice intentional forethought, you'll find yourself making progress toward your goals instead of wondering where your time went at the end of the day. Writers who make progress are writers who refuse to wait for their words to be perfect. Imperfect words have value because they help you make tangible progress toward a goal. And through practice, they lead you to the beautiful words you long to write. Laura says, you'll come to the point, whether you're writing a book or you're writing a poem or writing a greeting card to someone, where you get even a couple words that just feel right. Stop in those moments. And remember, it wasn't by accident. It was all that imperfect progress that added up. Goal setting doesn't have to feel overwhelming, but it often is, especially for the writer. Laura's system of small, grace-filled goals enables writers to take their next steps without unrealistic timelines or the need to be perfect. Incremental progress, intentional planning, and imperfect work will help you accomplish more than you think. During this episode, I hope you've discovered that your everyday life doesn't need to impede your writing life. The two can work in concert together. Like Shannon, you can find beautiful stories in the ordinary moments of your day and keep track of them to build the stories your readers need to hear. When you commit to sustainable writing goals, you'll see that good habits actually liberate you to tell the stories you have inside. When you put your pen to paper, your time will be well spent. Shannon has two great tips in that respect, so let's listen in one more time as she gives us all a little closing inspiration. I find myself drawn to to kind of approaching creativity through my senses, through my five senses, through my body. 
I would I would recommend I'm going to give two ideas. I, I think the second idea fits in here. We'll cram it in. We'll say that it fits Let's do this it. question. <laughs> My first idea, though, is to find 10 minutes and sit in a place that is regular to your life. So it could be in your house. It could be in your backyard. It could be in your minivan, in an alley, and write down everything you hear. And I... For me, it's helpful. I come back to that. I find myself coming back to that over and over again because it brings me into the present, which is always helpful. Um, it kind of grounds me. This is where I am right now. This is this is my world. This is my life. This is me. This is what it sounds like to be me right now in my world. Um, and I think I'm always surprised by by what I hear. You know, if if we just rattled off the top of our head, like, you know, if I said, if I went into my backyard right now, what would I hear? I would have a couple of ideas, but it always ends up being more. Mm. You know, we when we really take that time to get quiet and focus on that, what are we really hearing? And what are we hearing underneath what we're hearing? A lot of times that's going to, it's going to spark a memory. It's going to um, inspire some curiosity, some imagination. And those are all, that's all kind of a living, breathing, writing prompt right there. You know, take, or, I mean, you could do this with scent. You know, what do I smell? You could do this with a meal. What am I, what are all the flavors that I'm tasting right now? Um, and, and go from there because I, I think finding ways to do creative writing in the moment is what keeps those gears oiled. For me, um, if I get too far away from some of those practices, then I and I do sometimes, but th that's when I find myself thinking, well, you know, I, I've said this to, to friends before and they said the same thing to me before. Like I, I wrote two books. I don't know how I forget how to do it. I don't know how I accomplished it before, but, you know, I'm glad I used to be a writer. Now I don't remember how to I don't know how any of this works. So I, I feel those feelings more often than I would like to admit, but taking the pressure off sometimes of, especially when we've got a big project or a deadline or, you know, people are counting on us to do this particular writing, taking the pressure off of the moment and just writing for us, writing for the moment, writing for our own creativity is such a freeing practice. Mm -hmm. So my second thing that I'm going to mention, and this is more of like, maybe not a creative exercise, but I have, I have, this isn't anything revolutionary either, but for me, it's new. I have started writing with a timer. A lot of people have recommended that over the years and I've never even, um, I, I don't know, it's never been my moment, Yeah. <laughs> but the, the moment is upon me. It is a great way to, to quiet the noise. I put my phone on airplane mode or I put it far away from me in another room and I said I was setting the timer for 60 minutes because we can do anything for an hour mm -hmm. and, and taking the pressure off myself. You know, I'm going to write for for 60 minutes. I'm going to write. It doesn't have to be great. It doesn't even have to be usable. But as we get into that flow, that's a lot of times like I've got to cut through the noise within myself to get to what I'm really trying to say a lot of times. And that gives me it gives me a window, like a closed amount of time to do that. Um, somebody I follow on Twitter said she does, she sets her timer for 50 minutes and then takes a 10 minute break. 
And I like that even better because then I can, you know, get up and move around or get up and drink a glass of water or whatever. And then you just kind of repeat that cycle. That has been tremendously helpful for me. Are you ready to step into your calling as a writer? Join us as we go behind the scenes with 15 writing and publishing experts at the Hope Writers Summit. You'll discover what it takes to build a successful writing career, even if you're just starting out. The Hope Writers Summit will help you understand what publishers and agents are looking for so you can draft a proposal that really stands out from the stack. You'll learn how to develop your writing voice and draw your ideal reader into your work. You'll learn to create a writing routine that will help you make time for your calling even when life gets busy and so much more. Get your free ticket today at hopewriters.com summit. For writing tips and encouragement, find us on Instagram at hopewriters or at our public Facebook page, Hope Writers Community. Last, a final word from author Robin Moore. Inside each of us is a natural born storyteller waiting to be released. You're a natural born storyteller and your stories are waiting to be released. As you write, be sure to pay attention. Make note of the beauty and pain around you and weave it into the words you write. And commit to the ordinary rhythms of a writing schedule that will allow you to make progress over the long haul. When you do, I suspect you'll be amazed at the stories that flow from your fingers. Thanks for listening, writer friend. As you step into this week, remember, keep writing. Your words matter. We can't wait to read them. If you found this episode of The Writerly Life helpful, be sure to hit subscribe and tell your friends. Rate and review the show and like and comment if you're tuning in on YouTube. Your reviews help others know that you found the content helpful. See you next week.